Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from Ace Snowy, WGBH in Boston. We got our first snowfall the other day, and of the 16 forms of snow known to people in Massachusetts, I would definitely call this glark. That's uh, sheets of sleet with little chewy chunks of hail freezing underfoot into craters of slush that you see everywhere. Oh, and patches of black ice that you can't see anywhere that can flip you on your back like a giant tortoise. Maybe the grayest place to be in weather like this around here is on summer playgrounds like uh, Cape Cod or the offshore islands. By the end of fall, in these places, about nine-tenths of the population has disappeared, leaving shuttered stores and houses very few jobs, skim milk skies, and plenty of empty landscape to space out in. To get pie, people there tend to detach. We're going to bring you two stories today about that state of mind, one from the island of Martha's Vineyard and the other from a bridge over Cape Cod Canal. The first is from Mark Jenkins, and the second, I'm embarrassed to say, comes from me. We call today's podcast Spacing Out. It finally happened the other day. Four people in line at the coffee shop, and I knew every one of them. It's that time of the year again when life in this part of the world, as it does in most summer communities in the winter months, gets pretty cozy. There are folks among us who'd prefer the term stifling. That same person I was standing beside at the coffee shop is the same person who pumps my gas later that day. Who's the same person who is J-lowing it up at karaoke night at the pub where I grab a burger for dinner? Most doors are padlocked and windows boarded up. Here on Martha's Vineyard in this, the off, off season. No tumbleweeds here, but when the wind picks up, a common sight is a ball of dried seaweed whipping down Circuit Avenue in Oak Bluffs, past the muted carousel and several deserted ice cream stores. Getting to the big wide world where no one knows your name, or the name of your dog, or the name of your ex-wife, involves time, money and inconvenience, and it's easy to develop a mental block about leaving this rock. Though it's not a state of mind, I fight very hard. I admit it. I love the winters on Martha's Vineyard. That very sense of isolation appeals to me. Okay, I'm not going to get too carried away. We get the same bazillion and one cable stations everyone else does. And we're not stranded. The isolation we experience here is in large part a state of mind. When the ferries stop running at about eight in the evening, You might stand on the harbour and look out over Nantucket Sound at the lights twinkling on the mainland so far away and think to yourself, if the worst thing about living on Martha's Vineyard is the five miles of frigid water between the island and the mainland, it's also the best thing. The call came in the early evening from a payphone as my wife and I were sitting down to eat. Please, whispered a young man, don't hang up. I dialed your number at random. I need help. The high, breathless pitch of terror in his voice sent a chill right down my spine. What's the matter, I asked. I just escaped from a UFO. The last time I was here was 1924. 
Calmly, I reassured him he was going to be okay and started looking for the phone number of the Samaritans, an organization with a hotline that I remembered from the late 60s. Unlike me, the Samaritans would be qualified to give not only short-term sympathy, but some long-term help. Listen, I said calmly, if I give you a number that can help you, could you dial it? He thought he could. I led him through the drill of dialing, step by step. Did he have a dime? Yes. A dime, not a nickel. Phone calls cost a dime now. He was sure. Did he see the buttons on the phone below the slot? Yes. The buttons were what we dialed with now. Did he understand that? He understood. I gave him the number of the Samaritans and asked him to repeat it. Haltingly, he did. Then, again, with more certainty, and a third time with confidence. I couldn't help feeling proud of us as slowly we moved across the broken glass of his nightmare to the shelter of the Samaritans. I had him repeat the number a final time, said goodbye, and hung up. I looked at the phone book one last time and saw that the number I had given him was not for the Samaritans, but for Samaritus, a benevolent society one name below the Samaritans in the phone book. What had I done? I had built him a bridge back to safety with an enormous hole in it. I grabbed the phone and quickly called Samaritus. A woman answered. Listen, I said, this is going to sound crazy, but you're about to get a phone call from someone who's going to tell you he was on a UFO since 19... He just called, she interrupted. What did you say? I told him there was nothing I could do and hung up. She seemed genuinely sorry. Something in his voice had touched her, too. You didn't give him the number of the Samaritans, did you? I asked. She'd never heard of them. Every summer now, on my way to Cape Cod, over the Sagamore Bridge, I see the sign. Feeling desperate, it says, call the Samaritans. They have two numbers, it turns out, both of which I now know by heart. I'm here with Gary Mott. Why did you feel equipped to help this guy? That's a good question. Do I, I you know. Have a... I remember why. Yeah, why? I had been talking to a shrink at a party about how do you treat somebody who tells you that he just came from Mars. Oh. Do you say, you're out of your mind? Or do you say, oh, what was the weather like? <laughs> That's the Morning Stories treatment right there. Meeting people on their level, you know. I feel just awful. But, but about your that. heart was in the right place, Tony. Yeah. Telemarketers. Mm. We just never answer the phone. Right. We just right. don't. You know. It's a call for help. It, yeah, it's sort of a call for help. I <laughs> One time, a telemarketer called up. And he, he gave me the full, you know, how you doing? Oh, you went you know, through the whole ride. And I, I stayed with him, yeah. waiting for the opportunity to jump in and say, not interested. Ten minutes into the, the spiel, I hung up on him. Yeah. I just, I hung up on him. He called me back and said, <laughs> dude, that was really uncool. <laughs> I felt bad. So the moral maybe is no kindness is better than half a kindness. Uh, I think so. Even before there was telemarketing, you know, you'd get solicitation mail that would have, like, little pencils or something in them. My father would get these envelopes. He'd open them up. He'd find the little pencils in there, 
And then he'd take a sheet of paper and he'd write a letter to them saying, thank you very much for the pencils. Please send more. <laughs> and then he would send it off. You know, interestingly, whenever I get a call that shows up on the caller ID, mm-hmm. unknown name, unknown number, mm-hmm. the one time out of 10 that I get one of those calls that I choose to pick up, it's the Red Cross asking for a blood donation, which I'm always happy to give. It's uncanny. You are probably one of the weirdest people I've ever met. (laughs) That's what my kids say. (laughs) Anyway, we do make a connection every day uh, because we have the figures with people out there who are listening to this podcast. And and believe me, if you want to call in, we will take your call. But since you don't have our phone number, you might want to try an email instead because we'll definitely answer that. We'll get right back to you. And, in fact, we may even call you. Morning Stories at WGBH.org, our website, WGBH.org slash Morning Stories. Lots to see and do. we got video, our whole archive of podcasts. We've got the link to Flickr, our we've Flickr page. Uh, that our Flickr page. And you know what else we have? What do we have? We have this lovely little link. It's modest, but it's heartfelt, saying please contribute. (laughs) That's right. Anything you contribute, we definitely put immediately to use and right back into the show. And we love getting comments along with contributions, comments from listeners that say, you know, Morning Stories really makes a difference in my day. So Gary and I will be back real soon with another Morning Story. Take care.